When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. This is Reception Perception, the show. Now, James Cole and Matt Harmon. I want to start with the uh, the crown jewel of the weekend. Certainly it was Kansas City taking on Buffalo. Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes on the road for the first time in his playoff career. Um, a great game. Great game. Um, I-, I will say it's a great game. But, Matt, I felt like we were robbed of like an all potential all-timer. Were we not? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like Bass misses the kick. If he makes that kick... We either got like a legendary Mahomes drive or we're going to overtime and we're all of a sudden kicking into high gear, right? So um, I felt like it was a great game. Could have been an all-time great game. You know what I mean? Yeah, and obviously Josh Allen, you know, the little final drive for him that leads to them having to go for a field goal there is being nitpicked a little bit. Uh, some of the decisions and, you know, the throw to Khalil Shakir in the end zone, which, by the way, I've got no problem with him making that throw. Like, Shakir probably needs to bend that route a little bit. He's not necessarily, like, the crossing route there is not in his progression, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's not the first read on that play. Um, you know, if Deion Dawkins holds Chris Jones a little bit longer from a blocking perspective, then you might have the time to rip that throw to Shakir a little bit better. Uh, if he's able to adjust his platform, maybe like uh, he gets an extra half a second to rip a better throw to Shakir. Just, hey, the defense gets paid too. And, sure. you know, Chris Jones is one of the best players in the league. He really affects that play. So I don't have a ton of problem with it. But, yeah, it was like Josh Allen was nearly perfect for – long stretches of this game and then there's those couple of throws you can again knit we're talking about nitpicking milliseconds of difference here at the final moment but that's what these games come down to these are the best of the best going against each other and i mean dang yeah i'm upset that it it, it comes down to a kick or two anytime that it comes down to a missed kick like that you're just yeah it does leave that little like at the end of the game <laughs> can i just say first of all i mean it was the full josh allen experience you know that touchdown that he had um to shakir oh, oh yeah are you kidding me with that throw perfect placement what and what a time for it to come through too it's just oh my goodness beautiful throw uh unbelievable connection right there I mean, he's falling away and throws an absolute laser beam to the perfect spot on the near the sideline in the end zone. Khalil Shakir comes up with it. Beautiful stuff. I just want to go through the, the last drive, okay, just a little bit here because it was such a – it was what a crazy last drive it was. Josh Allen throws an absolute dime piece to Stephon Diggs, and I contend that if Diggs pulls that catch down, I think he's walking in for a touchdown. The defender was falling down. I think Diggs was upright enough where if he catches the ball, I think he stays on his feet, and I think he walks in. 
uh, for a touchdown and the place probably just goes absolutely ham sandwich, right? Then in that same drive, he almost throws a pick six, but doesn't. <laughs> then Josh Allen fumbles the ball. Somehow, some way Buffalo recovers that football. That was insane too, okay? Mm-hmm. Then a very next play, they convert on the fourth down. And, and again, the place is just rocking right now. I mean, just nervous. I, the, there, there wasn't a, 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 a single safe fingernail in the building. Everyone was chomping on their nails right now. Josh Allen, then you talk about missing Shakir on that potential touchdown. And again, they, they nitpick all the decision-making. Oh, why didn't he check down for that first? He had a wide-open guy in the end zone, okay? I think to me, that's the right decision. Just didn't execute. All right. And then again, uh, so then there was that lead to that. That leads to um, a shanked very, I mean, very makeable field goal. Bass makes that in the regular season. Bass makes that 95% of the time. Am I incorrect in saying that? Yeah, he's one of the pretty highly paid kickers in the league. Uh, you know, it, it not not great conditions, obviously, in that game. It's cold. Yeah. It's a little windy. Um, but yeah, and especially for the fact that it's wide right, you know, which is a haunted Again. phrase in, in Bill's lore anyways, so it makes it even <laughs> right. worse. Oh my God. But yeah, what a drive. I mean, just, uh, just all sorts of things happening, uh, in that final drive there. And, and it really, um, and again, it's too bad. It didn't cap off in that field goal. Then we could have seen something else, but okay. So, so we're there. All right. That's fine. I think the biggest question is now, uh, remaining is what happens with Buffalo? I mean, there's already kind of like a, um, I don't want to say a tombstone on, on this iteration of this team, but kind of sort of a tombstone on this iteration of a team. You know what I mean, man? Like, what's going on here? What are, what are they going to do with Stephon Diggs? What are they going to do with Gabe Davis? Does it feel like this defense is pretty much, like, done and over with now, right? Like, there's so many question marks in regards to Buffalo's um, team makeup moving forward, and it's really a damn shame because this is truly one of the best teams that I think we've seen in the NFL to, to never make it to a Super Bowl. Yeah, and, I mean, Josh Allen, you just look at his numbers in the playoffs, and it's been striking how good he's been in as a postseason performer. And the one thing I will say before we talk just about like where does Buffalo go next, the thing that is driving me a little bit crazy today is like ah, the Bills missed their that was their shot. Like I get it. Okay, Patrick Holmes in this off like this offense hasn't been as good in Kansas City as in 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 previous years. But yeah. I don't like Patrick Holmes is hurt. Okay, like he's still the best player on planet Earth. Right. He's still active. He's still active in the games. Okay, it's not as if like they've been starting damn Blaine Gabbard all year. The Chiefs are still the Chiefs. This year is no different than any other season. Like they don't have a better opportunity. And by the way, the Chiefs were a good team all year long. They were just more frustrating in certain in certain areas, especially at the receiver position and the pass protection. Just offensively, they weren't all the way there. But they can play with their food all year long, win 12 games or whatever, go in the playoffs and go on a run because that's what they do. So this, this year is not any more different than any other season. That's number one. And number two, like people with these takes like, ah, he's the Phillip Rivers of this generation. I mean, maybe, maybe he's 27 years old, dog. Like we got a long time left of Josh Allen's career. If he can survive, you know, getting blasted, you know, every which way he could probably play for another 10 years. Like, I think people forget that Peyton Manning didn't go to a Super Bowl till 2006, 2006 season when he was, like, damn near 30 years old. Like, that's my take with, with the whole Josh Allen, like, Josh Allen stuff. Like, yeah, it's, it's going to be tough 
to get past Mahomes, just like it was tough for everybody to get past Tom Brady for all those years, and right. only one team wins Super Bowl every season. So yeah, like I get it. It's it's frustrating, and that all everything I just said does not make it suck any less for Bills fans, Bills <laughs> players, and anybody associated with the team. Like right. I know, that, but like the the window right. is still open. It's going to look different. It will look different. We'll talk about why it's going to look different. But the window is still open because you still have Josh Allen. Like. Joe Burrow was the one who said it a few years ago, the window, or yet last year, the window is my entire career. As long as you have the quarterback and the guy's healthy, like you can figure the rest out. That That is what they need to do now. They need to figure the rest out. But like yeah. to act as if the story of Josh Allen's career is, it, to speak in any finality of it is, is I mean, I think beyond ridiculous, it's idiotic. Like he's only, <laughs> again, he's, he's 27 years old as we're sitting yeah, here talking about this right now. We've got a long time and a lot more chapters of yeah. the story left to write. The pro okay. The problem with that though, is that, okay, if this team needs to go through a rebuild, right? So what, what, what is the length of that rebuild? Right. Um, and I, and I would also say, first of all, I agree with you hundred uh, percent that it is a little ridiculous to just say, okay, it, his career is pretty much, it is what it is. Like to say he's the Philip Rivers. First of all, Philip Rivers is a great player. Um, yeah, but woo <laughs> boy, not not, not Philip Rivers. <laughs> <laughs> Philip Rivers is great was a great player. Okay, but it's also it, first of all the the comp itself is ridiculous because Philip while Philip Rivers was a a, a a very very good player, he was at his best when he was a a second fiddle to like Ladainian Tomlinson. Right. And, and again, taking nothing away from Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers is a great player. Josh Allen is not that dude. You know, any yeah. team that Josh Allen is on, he's the man. You know what I'm saying? You could bring mm -hmm. in the best running back in the world. He's not going to be a better player than Josh Allen. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, no, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't go that far. Um, that being said, I, I think the reason we have this feeling that Josh Allen, this was one of his best opportunities was. Again, Kansas City's down year, whatever, fine. Um, but again, to, to kind of look at like the team build around him, right? Like what does this team build look around him moving forward? Um, they had a great defense be playing behind him. And anytime you're talking about a quarterback, you, you just want them to have a great defense playing behind him, right? Had that. All right. Now, um, other quarterbacks that you're kind of saying, all right, well, maybe you extend that window a little bit. Well, okay, you could do that, I think, with like a Tom Brady when he's got like a Bill Belichick, right? Sean, I don't know if Sean McDermott's that guy. <laughs> I don't think Sean McDermott's that guy, man. So, again, uh, you know, uh, the Bills, I think, uh, are a really interesting position um, because they disappointed. Um, ah, shoot. I, you know, to be honest with you, I, is, is this your – Yes or no, do you consider this year to be a disappointment for the Bills? I, I don't necessarily know if I go that far. I mean, it's hard to say because about a month and a half ago, That's we didn't even exactly know. my point. We didn't even know if we were going to be in the divisional exactly. round, if they were going to be there. Exactly. I mean, shoot, they didn't even know in week 18. They knew by the time their game kicked off, but they didn't know originally in week 18 if they were even going to make the postseason. Exactly. Now, that is, that is a hole that they <laughs> exactly. dug themselves into. This team had sure. to fire its offensive coordinator. And, right. you know, we talk about teams firing their coordinators like, well, what are they really going to change? You know, this team actually did change its offense quite uh, a lot, I, in my uh, opinion, uh, under uh, Joe bunch. Brady versus totally. a, a ton. Um, like the play that, that you highlight, the fourth down play that they, they, they converted to James Cook there. Like, yeah. you never saw stuff like that under Ken Dorsey, which I think Dorsey was leaving some meat on the bone in that regard. Where, oh, um, and I think I think there were things that Dorsey did well that maybe Joe Brady's not that good at. Maybe if they could have been a little more collaborative, we could have had a really, really good offense. But, yeah, <laughs> I, it's hard to say whether, 
Like uh-huh. the ending of this season, obviously it's disappointing to end the divisional round. But shoot, there was a long stretch of time where I, I wasn't even sure if they were good enough to be that team. That's why it's kind of again kind of funny to say, "No, oh, this was Buffalo's best shot," mm-hmm. because they were a worse team on balance than Kansas City for large stretches of the of the year. They ended up being totally the two true. seed. KC was the three seed. This game got to be in Buffalo, but yeah, it was very. Um, I, I would almost uh, and you mentioned the the rebuild and like how long this team is going to rebuild well, number one you're never really rebuilding if you have a quarterback like this you're, you're tweaking things around I mean you are um even the Rams didn't want to say rebuilding this year yeah and shoot look they ended up going to the playoffs and everybody thought they're going to be one of the worst teams in the league so like they're not really going to truly rebuild but I, I think sort of the remodel which is what teams always end up wanting to say when they don't mm-hmm. want to say rebuild the remodel I think kind of started maybe a, a little bit already and but I do think it's going to be a continuation of that this year. Uh, so you know where that goes, that's that's the big question I think we have to answer. Okay, so um, I, can I just throw a, cu- a couple crazy things out here? There's a lot of question marks in regards to the Bills uh, moving forward. If you're the GM, Matt Harmon, do you keep Sean McDermott? Uh, well, I, number one, yeah, that'd be probably like an ownership discussion, but. I do think you have. Do you know unique, what I'm saying though? Because there's yeah, no, yeah. there's no question right now. There's not a lot of conversation about Sean McDermott, like the Bills moving on from Sean McDermott. But in my mind, I'm thinking there's a lot of great, that, great yeah. head coaches out there, man. Like a lot of great coaching candidates, man. I, I don't know, man. Like, do I keep? Do I run this back again? We need. Okay, we won't use rebuild. We need a remodel. Is Sean McDermott the guy? To lead a remodel, I don't think he's that dude. I don't think he's that dude. I, I would uh, that would be a really hard decision to make because I mean, are you pursuing like a? a I mean, it would have to be like a Belichick or a Vrabel or a, um, you know, like a Pete Carroll. Can you call him out of Seattle's like? Oh, easily. I mean, you hundred percent. Obviously, if obviously you could get (laughs) Pete to take the job, but I'm saying like that's that's sort of the the tier of candidates you'd have to be working in. Cause I don't know that you'd move on from Sean McDermott who the whole locker room. I mean, I, I, I guess I, I think, you know, there was the whole weird nine 11 stuff with <laughs> yeah, him and everything. I was like, are we sure the locker is behind this guy? <laughs> are we sure? <laughs> I, I think, I think they really closed the walls in a little bit and like help. Okay. Like they kind of got behind him when that stuff was leaking out, but I All don't, right. Obviously, I don't know to a man that everybody loves Sean McDermott. I don't know that about any coach in the NFL, to to be honest. But right, um, I I don't know how the like locker room would react if you're getting rid of him. Like you're not getting rid of Sean McDermott. I think to hire, I mean, even oh, like a Johnson. Ben Johnson. I, yeah, I don't know though. Like, oh, man, that is really tempting though because you do think of. Uh, I think Joe Brady and, and and Josh Allen did some good stuff together, but I mean there was. The offense wasn't perfect under under Brady. I think Brady's a good OC. Um, I think if I'm Joe Brady, I'm trying to stick in Buffalo, have another year there, and and keep it moving. But um, I I don't know that I don't know that I would have the stones to to pull to pull the trigger on on getting rid of McDermott for just anybody. Man, I think I you know what I do it and and I and I make a real strong push for Ben Johnson. Man, like let's go because again I, again I don't think next year is the year that this Buffalo Bills team is going to be contending for a title, right? But I think the year after that could be if they draft well, they do well in free agency and do those kind of things. You let Ben Johnson marinate for a year, and then in that second year, 
Ben Johnson's got a real grasp and control uh, of what being an NFL head coach looks like. Mm, man, I don't, I'd be tempted. I'd be, I'd be really, really tempted. Although the, <laughs> how, how fun would it be if Bill Belichick stayed in that division though? Yeah, that would be pretty hilarious. Twice I mean, a after, year. He's got to see new England. What? And after Come being on. the guy that tormented, um, that tormented the, the, Bills for so long, right? With Tom that's Brady, right. like that—that's that, right. the worst. That's why it's so crushing, I think, to be a Bills fan right now is that, that you finally got good, and the Patriots who had tormented you for so long, you finally kind of you slayed exercised that, that demon, you slayed yeah. that dragon, and now there's yep. a whole nother dragon that you can't slay. <laughs> it has to be really, really frustrating because of that. But that's kind of oh. where we're at right now. Okay. Um, all right. So what? Okay. I want you to put the GM hat on, Matt Harmon. Okay. We're talking wide receivers here. Uh, Stefan Diggs. He's 31 years old. He's got a 28 million dollar cap hit next year. Gabe Davis is a free agent. He's only 24 years old, right? So uh, you'd be thinking he's he's entering into you know a good portion of his career. But uh, he did say he's open to coming back to Buffalo. But my God, he has not played since the Miami game. But man, Matt, to close out the year, he has had. Zero yards in five of his last nine games played. Zero yards when you are the number two wide receiver playing with Josh Allen. What is it? Scheme fit? Limited route tree? Is it his role? I don't know. But for me, it feels as if uh, this roster is prime for a wide receiver makeover. Uh, first of all, let's start with Diggs. What, what do you do with Diggs here? <sighs> the Diggs stuff is really is tough. And, and the hardest part about it... Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, like watching the game last night, you're things are working really well in the Bills offense. You know, I mean, Khalil Shakir, I think is, is like part of your future. I think Khalil Shakir is a really, really good player. He's so reliable. You know, he had a great reception perception college profile. He's a player that I was a big fan of coming into the league. And I was just kind of hoping he'd get an opportunity at Buff in Buffalo at some point. And it kind of felt like at certain times they were trying to ice him out of the rotation. Mm -hmm. Like you're bringing Deontay Hardy, you bring in Trent Shurfield and these guys, and, you know, I was like, All right, is, is Khalil Shakir on the outs? But then he started to get playing time late in the year, and he was good. Like, I think he's a good slot receiver. I don't know if he's, like, a, a superstar or anything like that, but I think he's going to be a good football player. I think he already is a good football player for the Buffalo Bills. I think Kincaid is obviously part of your future. He's making, you know, he led the team in receiving last night. James Cook's a nice um, pass-catching running back at times. Right. And, and like, uh, the run game for Buffalo has been – I don't want to call it like a revelation to end the year, but I mean, they were running the hell out of the ball at times in this game. You know, part of that's Josh Allen, part of that's James Cook, even like Ty Johnson having a couple of moments there. Like, I think this run game has become what was a, a huge issue for Buffalo at times in the Josh Allen era. Like now that's good. Now you have like these solid complimentary players stepping up. Um, it's not enough. They need more, but they have, a, they have some solid complimentary players stepping up. But at the same time that all of these good things are happening, mm -hmm. I mean, Diggs is just a complete non-factor. Non-factor. A complete non-factor. And the worst part about it, James, watching it last night, I never 
felt like okay here's where the Steph Diggs dagger is coming like here's mm-hmm. here's where never. the the He's home a run big play like yeah this is just gonna happen it it never ha- it, I never felt like it was gonna happen because it hasn't happened for so long now I have said this on the show before my theory on this my um, lean on this is mm-hmm. I think there's gotta be an unreported injury here um, there's definitely some talk some whispers around Buffalo that he's been playing with. Um, either a back and oblique or an abdominal injury since I think like week 10 is when he popped up with it on the injury report or sometime right around there. And it's just never, you know, he's, he's had to play through it. He's never gotten it fully healthy. And then he might've banged it up when he got slammed uh, by against the Steelers in the wild card round. You know, he mm. missed a couple practices with a foot injury last week. Like I think the guys, and cause we haven't heard anything from Diggs. No, nothing. not, not n- normally a, a cryptic, but an outspoken, uh, player for sure. We haven't heard anything from him. We haven't seen him be like, you know, um, complaining on you know in games or anything like that. Like last year, they lose in the divisional round. That was the first thing you heard about was him like popping off. Haven't heard right. anything like that. You know, at three p.m. Eastern as we're recording this right now. Right. I think there's got to be something there um, from an injury perspective. We know the team was weird about it. Like cut off the press conference when asked about it. That whole thing with Tim Graham. Uh, maybe I'm reading too much into that, but that would be my lean on on. I mean, even you look at the play where he doesn't come down with that deep ball, he clearly mistimes the jump. He clearly um, misplays the the thing, and that's something you do. Like maybe Josh Allen could have laid it out more. He already threw it like sixty plus yards in the air. Yeah. Um, Diggs should come down with that ball, but he yes. clearly misplayed it. Like that's something you do. When your your upper body's not working in conjunction with your mm. lower body, whether it's midsection, okay. lower body, whatever, that's what happens at the receiver position. So, I, if we're operating in that world where Diggs has just fallen out of Hurt. this offense because he's not been healthy, I don't, I don't honestly it doesn't even change the fact that you need to start thinking about what is the post Stefan Diggs era of this offense, like. I think what probably happens because you can't really trade him, you can't really cut him. He would count twenty-two million in dead cap if they move on from him, and right. that's just like untenable for a team that already is in cap hell. I think you probably try to restructure him and and figure it out, um, get him somewhere integrated back in the offense. But you got to be thinking about adding outside receiver help because even with Diggs, like you mentioned, Gabe Davis is a guy. Gabe Davis is. Uh, I mean, like just a guy type of player. He's a <laughs> he's rotational not piece. He's not a he's not a. We've been saying it for years on this show. He's not a true number two receiver. You mm-hmm. need like a legit guy on the outside, opposite from Diggs, because I think you have, might have a nice slot receiver. I think you might have. Um, a, I mean, I think you do have a really quality uh, starting tight end, but like we can't be throwing deep passes to Trent Sherfield in the divisional round. Like we just can't be in that position. It's interesting. Stefan Diggs, um, I, I, I have to go back and look, but certainly in the postseason, uh, played a lot more inside. So played a lot more slot yes. um, and tight, right, than he did during the regular season. And, and really, when you take a look at his career numbers, just so much more inside. He was about a 40% inside player here in the postseason. Um, whereas, you know, regular season, they, they've got him at 29%. But I would contend, I, I actually would be surprised, I bet you anything, that he started sliding a little bit more inside as the season wore on as well. Um, you know, uh, it's just, to me, I don't know, is this a way for them to kind of sort of get him involved in the offense without taxing his body deep down? I don't know. It's an interesting thought. 
It certainly is an interesting thought. First eight games of the season, 11.3 targets, eight receptions, 93.5 yards per game, and he scored six touchdowns in those first eight games. Last eight games of the season, um, 7.9 targets per game. His receptions got cut almost in half from 8 to 4.6. His reception, receiving yards, got more than cut in half, going from 94 to 43. And he only scored one touchdown in the last eight games of the dang season, man. That is insane. Uh, 31 years old, big-time, big-time cap number as well. Obviously, they're going to have to restructure him, kind of sort of stretch him out. Um, and just see what they could do in terms of salary cap situation. You say he's not, you know, he's not a great trade. I think he's a great trade candidate. I think he's a great trade candidate. Again, if 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 the injury is not really the injury and it's just a performance issue, I agree with you. There's something funky there, Matt. But if it's not something injury related, I think he's a great trade candidate to be honest with you because I think somebody's probably looking to kind of you know hit. Uh, again with Stefan Diggs and again maybe they're in a little bit more financial flexibility too because again dude he is 31 years old man like if you yeah. extend him out you know what I mean like you're now you're talking about a player going into like age 36 37 uh, I'm not I'm not 100% sure uh, so yeah there's a lot of moving pieces here uh, in Buffalo 2400 sports is an odyssey company 